three, two, one. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Hey Friends podcast. It's time for a key and some tea with your host, Good Journey. quote of the day is, once you accept, truly accept, that stuff will happen to you and there's nothing you can do about it, stress miraculously leaves your life. Shrikumar Rao. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Hey Friends podcast. I am your host, Good Journey, and I am coming off of a horrible date, which is going to be my story time for the, 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 for today. I, um, I'm recording super late today. Usually I record like right after work, so around like five or six on a Thursday. But today it is currently 9.56 p.m. and usually I'm in bed at this time. So the fact that I was like, nope, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna come on this chair with all these lights and talk to the beautiful people um, of the Hey Friends podcast, all my beautiful friends, um, and, and, and get it done. Because I feel like today's topic as the quote of the day suggests, has to do with stress. And I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but I feel like every single one of us, from the babies to the elderly, are under a ton of stress. Like after COVID, even during COVID, like that whole two years, you have to realize COVID was in these streets tough for two years. That's a very, very, very long time to be in quarantine, in masks, worry about your life, people dying. Like that's all you saw in the news, like all of that in your psyche for that long. Kids were out of school. There's like delayed educational spaces there. Like it was just a lot. And then on top of that, some of us are raising children. That ain't easy. Add on top of that, you know, you've got these jobs that we have to have so that we can pay for all of the wonderful things we like to do, like live and sleep in a nice warm house and drive a car, all of that. And then the price of eggs is like $15 a carton. Like it's a lot and it's, it's stressful if you're aware. You, I don't even think you even need to be aware. It's just, life is stressful. So I want to talk about stress, what it does to your body, how to like manage it. Because I don't know that you can ever like get rid of it. I don't know that you ever can, but we have to live with a certain amount of stress, right? But how do we get how do we manage it and not let it overtake us where we become anxiety ridden and depressed and all of those things? Like, how do we get ahead of it? That's what I want to talk about today. And I, because you know me and my Googles, I pulled up and I already deleted where it came from, child. Um, But I'll put it in the, in the comments um, where I pulled this information from, because it was actually some super amazing, really good information. Oh, it was from Psych Central. Psych Central is a place where I got it from. And they had some really good, not only like the long-term effects of stress and what it does to your body, but also it talked about like how to manage it. So I want to talk through that. We'll also talk through the celebrity. We'll talk through some story times, which like I teased has to do with the date that I literally, I'm in the same exact outfit, same hair, same makeup. I got back, put my keys down and set up the, the record. So it's very, very fresh in my mind. But let's get started first with how do we calm ourselves when life gets turbulent or when life just lifes, right? So stress is actually the body's reaction to harmful situations. So when your body feels like something ain't right, it tenses up, like it braces for impact. All your organs and all your internal things, they, they brace for impact to 
so that you, the stress doesn't debilitate you um, or the outside forces or even the inside forces, whatever it is, it just doesn't debilitate you, right? So when you feel threatened, a chemical reaction occurs in the body that allows you to act in a way to prevent injury. And that's our, our, our fight or flight response. And since we're not outside like Mortal Kombat characters just fighting everything, we flight like we leave. But mentally, we can't check out sometimes. Mentally, we have to stay put. We have to stay in, a, in our, stay in a position. That in and of itself, having to be present through the stress is so hard. I will tell you, this egg freezing journey that I'm, I'm going through is, is stressful because I can't get stressed. Like if I'm stressed during this process, it'll fail. Like I have to, in my mind, resolve to not allow things to stress. Like I cannot allow things to stress me out because that is like a few thousand dollars down the drain if I can't get this right, right? So I, I'm, I'm super keen on the things that stress me out, the things that when I'm grinding my teeth or like bawling my fist up when I'm at work and I'm just like tense from head to toe and I just like being constantly and constantly cautious and aware of it. That I, and I haven't been that way before. So a couple of like long-term effects of stress. So we all know that stress can cause literal physical things to happen to you. Like stress comes out, some, like it, it can't stay in. It comes out in different ways. I remember in college, I was playing volleyball. We were traveling a ton. I was a kinesiology major, so it was heavy on the sciences. Like I, I, it, I, I wish I were a business major back then because business to me makes sense in my mind. Science is a heavy lift in my brain. So like I was stressed out because of school. I was stressed out because we were traveling to these games. My body was stressed out because we were practicing three, four hours a day. Then we were in the weight room. Then we were up early. We were staying home. We were staying up late. Like my body just, the, the, the toll that it took, not only physically, but mentally, I became very stressed and I would get these crazy migraines, like migraines to the point where, and I never had them before, but I would get migraines at least like once every two or three days where I was like lights out. I, I can't, I physically cannot. That was my body's way of saying, you need to rest. You are way too stressed. We cannot handle this. And I literally had to just like stop. I had to stop. I, I couldn't do anything else. So a few long, and that was just a short-term effect. Like once that stressor was gone from my life, the headache stopped. And a low-key, high-key, I was worried that it was like a tumor. Like that's how bad it was. Um, thank God it wasn't any of that, but yeah, like it was, it was tough. It was crazy. So a couple of long-term effects of stress, mental health problems, depression, anxiety, personality disorders, those can be triggered significantly because of stress in your life. Another thing that can happen is cardiovascular disease, heart disease, high blood pressure, abnormal heart rhythms, heart attacks, strokes. Like this is crazy that just the fact that external things that are happening in the environment can cause this. Like it's not hereditary. It's not because you're overeating. It's because you're stressed out that you can have a full on stroke and eating disorder and heart attack and like palpitations. What? Oh wait, but there's more. Don't worry. Obesity, other eating disorders, menstrual problems. They can either stop completely or like be irregular, like so much happens. <laughs> uh, sexual dysfunction, 
such as impotence and premature ejaculation in men and loss of sexual desire in men and women. Skin and hair problems such as acne, psoriasis, eczema, and permanent hair loss. Your edges will never grow back. Like, if nothing else, just edge health for me makes me not want to be stressed because the way that my edges are thinning on the right side, it really stresses me out. And I need to not be stressed or else it will never grow back. It's a, it's a loop. And I'm stuck in the loop. I'm stuck in it. Um, and then the last thing, gastrointestinal problems, such as GERD, gastritis, ulcerative colitis, and irritable colon from stress. All of the, And these are long-term effects. Like if you're stressed to the point where you have not released it, you haven't found a way to manage it, you are just like sitting in just the day-to-day, right? Like work, school, kids, trying to have a social life, work out, eat right. Like all of that, like that is a lot. It's a lot and it doesn't end and it will never end. So when you start thinking about it, like in 40 years from now, we're still going to be dealing with this. God willing, we're alive and well, we're still going to be dealing with this. Like it doesn't go away. So how do we manage it? What can we do? Because we already know that stress can physically hurt us, that stress emotionally is heavy. Like what do we do? What can we do to eliminate it? Not eliminate it. Well, try to eliminate it. But what can we do to mitigate it? Mitigate all these factors? Well, our friends at Psych Central had some really good pointers that, because we're friends, I'm going to share it with you. And once again, we're on water. I cannot wait until in a couple of days, I'm going to get to the good part. But in a couple of days, I'm going to um, have my egg retrieval. And that means that I will still be drinking water and staying hydrated because that's just what gorgeous, gorgeous girls do, right? But I'll be back on the adventurous bartender stuff. Like, Ashley, I'm coming for you, girl, because those those cocktails must be made and I must make them. And I'm really excited about it. So quick water break. Hold on. So refreshing. Okay. So Psych Central says, told me to tell y'all different ways that we can mitigate stress. The first, reflect on the why. Reflecting on the why is just like looking at the big picture. Why is this bringing me stress? Take yourself like out of the first person and look at the third person, like outside looking in. Why does this particular thing bring me stress? And once you've gotten to the root cause, In HR, we love a root cause, child. Once you get to the root cause of why this is bringing you stress, either eliminate it or figure out a way to manage it. But reflecting on the why. Stop looking at it like, stop looking at the situation like it's unmanageable. Like it's this big, huge, hairy monster that's just going to live in your life forever. Like everything is manageable. As long as we're living and breathing, every single thing is manageable. The second is accept your feelings. This one was hard, and I, 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 I hate that I talk about this divorce on every single episode, but child, that's part of my story, so y'all gonna hear it. Okay, so when I wasn't divorced yet, we weren't separated yet, we were trying to work it out, right? I was not accepting the fact that I was sad. I was sad that the future that I thought was going to happen was no longer going to happen, and it took a very long time to come to grips to that, but I wasn't accepting the sad feeling. I was sitting in the disappointment. I was sitting in the anger. I was sitting in my frustration and my fear. 
but I was not acknowledging the fact that I was sad. And once I acknowledged that and let those tears flow and open the floodgates and allowed the people that loved me in, because I was like, listen guys, I am sad and this is why. It changed the game for me. And I started seeing possibilities where I didn't see possibilities before. I started seeing like inroads and ways out and, and different things that I didn't see before because I finally accepted, accepted my feelings, accepted what the problem was. Um, practice mindfulness. I love this. Let me tell you something. Every single day, I wake up 10 minutes before Noel, before the day starts and starts getting crazy and like life starts to happen. Every single day, my alarm is set for 10 minutes before Noel wakes up. Noel wakes up at 6.30 a.m. I wake up at 6.20, like clockwork, every single day. And I open up. I don't do meditation. I don't do meditation for several reasons. The first is because I cannot silence my mind for that long. I just, I can't. And maybe that's why I need to do meditation and build up that skill, but I don't really want to. I would prefer to use that time in prayer. Like, yeah, I can clear my mind or I can talk to my Heavenly Father. And I feel like I absolutely want to do the latter 100% of the time. So at 6.20, my alarm goes off. Your girl comes up out of bed, right? And then she immediately opens up her Bible app. I love the Bible app. The Bible app is fantastic. It has plans and everything else. So, you know, I open up my Bible app. I look at my plan for the day. I'm like, and I, and I always track it. Like I'm on a, on, my streak is insane. I'm on like almost 1200 days in a row because I just, I started doing it one day and I just never stopped because it, it just brings me so much peace to start my day. It centers me to start my day. It's like I'm communing with God. I'm thanking him for everything that he's done, everything that he's going to do. I'm looking into the future through the eyes of the person that created me and saying, you are good enough. You are blessed. You Like just pouring life into me. Like I cannot start my day without it. I simply cannot. I will not do anything else. And for me, that practice of mindfulness helps me to understand that this world is temporary, temporary, like it's, it's not going to last forever. So enjoy the things I can enjoy and, and put away those things that I can't. And that's that. And I just love being able to do that. This, another thing is like taking deep breaths. So in the middle of my day, you know, in the morning I pray, I, I, I meditate on the word of God. I, I, you know, I commune with God there. And then during the day, I'm, I have, you know, prayers that I do. And I, I also practice deep breaths, like the square breath where you breathe in for four, breathe out for four, breathe in for four, breathe out for four, breathe in for four. Like that, I do that in the car a lot. Because if any, like Houston traffic will stress you. It will do what's best to stress you completely out. And so I do like cleansing breaths during rush hour. I'll do a cleansing breath in the middle of a meeting um, online. Like if I have a Zoom meeting, I'll do a cleansing breath, put myself on mute and just breathe because you don't realize how much stress you're holding just in your shoulders or in your hands or like wherever. And those cleansing breaths really just give you a second to just like have that all dissipate for a second. Just like keep you aware of where you're at. Do you understand what I'm saying? The other thing is take breaks. I need to do better with this. Take a break. Like, the rules are fake. Do whatever you want. Like, you, I, I could take a break right now in the middle of this podcast. Who gonna check me? Nobody. Because guess what? If it stresses me out, first of all, if this stressed me out, I wouldn't do it. But if I'm just feeling like I, I need a second, it's okay to 
take a second. Like nobody is that important. Nobody is that important. Everything can wait. Somebody told me something, one of my coworkers, when I started at ADP, like back in 2014, one of my coworkers, and we were consultants, so keep in mind, we were consultants, we had external clients that relied on our HR expertise to ensure that their businesses were compliant and all of those things. And so one of my coworkers, it was like open enrollment time where we were down to the wire, like you had to make your health plan selections and all of those things, or you had to wait to a qualifying event to be able to make your selections if you missed the deadline. And then, in addition to that, the companies had to choose the health plans that the employees were going to be able to choose from. So it was a very stressful time. Like, we were under a, a bunch of deadlines, and I was running myself ragged. And she turned to me. I will never forget, forget it for a day in my life, because I live by this rule, and I will forever and ever. I remember it was Jolie was her name. And Jolie turns to me, she says, Kim, because at work they call me Kim. She said, Kim, there is no such thing as an HR emergency. And I said, oh, excuse me, what? She said, yeah, there's no such thing as an HR emergency. Everything can wait. And I had to sit with that for a second because I was like, but if things wait, then, oh, you're right, everything can wait. There's no such thing as an HR emergency. And I listen, if you work in like, the medical field and it's life or death and you know you got to do surgery or somebody dies that's different I'm not talking to you we're not talking to you I'm talking to <laughs> the population of people that work in a service industry or they work in business or a tech company or where everything just seems so important it's not it, it really isn't nothing is an emergency because they can wait I've got emails in my email inbox today that they, they emailed me at 4.45 p.m. and I said, mm -mm, that will wait until tomorrow because I am, I'm, I'm cleaning out my desk for today. I'm not opening anything else that's going to make me do more work today. Catch you tomorrow. Catch me tomorrow on Friday before noon because by my account, afternoon on Friday is the weekend. So if you're going to schedule a meeting after 12 p.m. on Friday, you'll find out because why? Why would you do that? That's rude. Okay, couple more. Um, do what you enjoy. Oh, I love this one. Do what you enjoy. I spent the better part of 2017 doing literally everything I enjoyed. I got into a ton of credit card debt because of it, but YOLO, you only live once. And that credit card debt is cleared. I'm credit card debt free now, but child, I was ripping and running through them credit cards. That American Express was just, it was a metal card and I worked that thing all the way out. But let me tell you something. I did things that I loved to do. I would recommend, however, in the future, now that I'm older and wiser, keep it within your budget <laughs> so that you don't run into the same things that I ran into. But I will say that doing things that I love to do was amazing. I was a spin instructor. I was shopping like constantly and I love to shop. To me, shopping is therapeutic. It gives you that like a dopamine rush, right? Um, whenever I, I buy new things. So I got a lot of dopamine in that year um, that way. Um, I That's when I started singing at Lakewood and um, I loved it. And I got on the, I was, I was in the choir and then I tried out for the, the worship team, the background vocalist, and I got that. And so like, I, I just started doing things that I love to do. 
I hung out with friends. I went running outside. I, I did all the things. Like anything that seemed interesting is what I was going to do. And I did that. I joined UIU, um, Umibo Unite, which is amazing, like amazing organization that got me even deeper into my roots, my Igbo roots, and met a great deal of fantastic people. And I'm just so blessed that I took the time to just like figure out what it was that I wanted to do. And then I just did that thing. Okay, physical touch. Now this one is hard, but it's so effective. Oh, it's so effective. And I am blessed because even though I'm single and I live in this beautiful place by myself, I do have a daughter and she is the best hugger. And I will say physical touch whenever you're stressed is so helpful. Like to get a hug, a good, good deep hug where you can just like let your body go limp and like somebody is holding you up for a second. I'm about, to, I don't want to start crying or tearing up, but honestly that is immeasurable the amount of help that that does to somebody. And being single, it's really difficult to just like get a real hug like that sometimes because you look around and you're like, I need a hug, but there's nobody here. So um, it's one of those things where it's like, if you have somebody, if you have, a, if you have a somebody, if you have a person, go and get that hug. I think some, something I read said people need like up to eight hugs a day. Like that's how many hugs we need to just like be okay. And I know for a fact, most grown up adults are not getting eight, their eight hugs. And that's why everybody is mad. So everybody try and get your eight hugs a day. If you have a kid, make them hug you. Um, if you don't have a kid and you just, you know, you, you're single, single, single like that, um, maybe find a friend just a hugging friend. Like it doesn't even have to be of the opposite sex. Maybe it's just, you know, just a friend that you have that's just like, I just need a hug. And then they give you a hug, it, you know, physical touch, it's helpful. Or, or you can go get um, a massage. So see here, listen, because you know, it, it, the massage fixes both things. One, the physical touch. And then the second one is that it, it does the things that you love to do. So if you are not being physically touched by somebody, maybe just go to get a massage and that could help. I don't know. I'm just here for the people child. I'm trying to help y'all out. And the last thing is speak with the lady. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times on this podcast. There is such freedom in therapy. There is so much joy to be had. There's so much that you can learn about yourself, learn about others, learn how you want to be treated. Like, therapy is so amazing. And again, I will say I'm glad that I am part of this generation where therapy became okay. And I wasn't part of the generation where therapy was looked at like, you've got major problems and you need, you know, a lobotomy or something. I don't know. But I'm glad that I'm in, in this, this generation now that looks, as, looked, looked, looks at therapy like self-care. We look at therapy like, oh, you go to therapy? Who's your therapist? Like maybe I can, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not something that's hidden. I remember talking to one of my good, good girlfriends. Shout out. I'm sure she's um, listening. She's from Dallas. I'm not going to say her name, but she knows who she is. Shout out to this. Um, or she's not from Dallas. She lives in Dallas. She's from Mississippi, but shout out to this. Okay. Anyway, she was seeing the lady and I was not seeing the lady and I needed to see the lady. It was during my divorce time. And I was like, okay, sis, who do you go to? Who do you talk to? And she gave me her therapist number and I'm forever grateful for that because it was, not only was she fantastic, she was another black woman who understood the nuance of 
black women, right? So it was nice to be able to, for somebody to lift a mirror up to you and say, you're okay, you're not crazy, you're not broken, you know, you're, you're fine. Here are, some, here are some ways to get better. Here are some ways to stay on this right track. Like, it was so beautiful and I'm forever grateful for that. So, we understand what stress is. Like, that's not something I wanna beat with a dead horse. Like, everybody knows stress. We've all, unfortunately, had our run-ins with it in one time or another, but I feel like these, our folks at, um, what's their, uh, at Psych Central, had some really good tips in, in the ways on how to manage the stress, how to do better, how to feel better, how to mitigate the stress so that it doesn't rise to the level of all of those long-term health effects that can come with it. Um, and I hope that was helpful to you. As always, I just start sitting here and I start talking and I, I feed my soul. So if, if for no other reason other than these videos will last for perpetuity because I'm putting them on the internet and I can go back in 10 years and, and watch them, for me, it's so helpful. And I'm hoping that it's helpful for you too. And with that, I'm going to take me a little sip of water and we're going to get into some celebrity because it is tea time, baby. Okay. Celebrity. Hold on, because I didn't take my water. Hold on. Mm. Okay, so with Celebrity, it is Black History Month. We are in the month of February. It is Black History Month. And in this few days so far, there, have been, there has been so much history made by so many people. And I'm, I'm happy to be gang. I'm happy to be gang. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just so dope to be like, yep. I remember when they started and here we are now and I just it's so fantastic but before we get into the fantastic we're going to get into the ugly and then we'll, we'll we'll end on the fantastic because I feel like the last few podcasts I've ended on the ugly and it just doesn't sit right with my soul do you understand what I mean okay the first thing so Drake has officially been ordered to be deposed in Extentacion's murder. I'm sorry, I do not know how to pronounce that man, but rest his soul, um, a trial after defense attorney blames him for killing. So what happened was that Drake and the rapper Extentacion, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I should have learned this before I came on this podcast. Please don't roast me. But apparently the two of them were beefing prior to Extentacion's <laughs> murder. And what was said was, he said that if anything happens to me, it was Drake. Like he literally said those words to his people. And because of that, well, he said those words to those people and he passed away. I don't know like the timing in terms of when he said that versus when he passed away, but he said those things and then he passed away. He was killed. Um, he was actually robbed and murdered. He went to the bank try to take out $500,000. The bank was like, we don't have that much cash on hand. Here's 250K. I guess he was being followed. And so he went to this motorcycle shop. Like he was doing uh, running errands, I guess. I don't know. He was doing things and his car got cut off by another car. Um, people came out that car and shot him. His uncle was in the passenger side. His uncle was able to get away, but he unfortunately passed away. Anyway, all that to say, that because he said that if anything happens to me, it was Drake, Drake is now being deposed. And he did not go to the deposition that was scheduled back in January. And so now the trial is going on. There's three men that are on, on the, the hook, essentially, for the murder. The three men that were in the car that, that did what they did. Um, 
And the judge is like, okay, listen here, Drake. You're going to come to this courthouse to be deposed on February 24th. And if you do not come to this courthouse, guess what? You're going to stand trial too. Bloop. So I'm certain that Mr. Aubrey Drake Graham is going to go and be deposed because he don't want them problems. I'm certain I wouldn't want those problems either. Next story. So Hot Wheels McGee or Hot Wheels McGillicuddy or Hot Wheels himself, the governor of our illustrious state of Texas, has done another stupid thing. Like he, there's a, a whole lot of stupid things that he's done, but this is another stupid thing that just doesn't make any sense. And shouts out to my, my good friend, my, one of my best friend's sisters, but I count her as a good friend because she's fabulous and I just, I, I, she's fabulous. Anyway, she sent me the story. She's like, you got to talk about this on the pod. I said, yes, bet. So we're talking about this on the pod. So Governor, what's his name? Greg Abbott, child. I was really hoping Beto was going to win. I really thought, I really, really thought Beto was going to win governor of Texas. I really did. And when he didn't win, I was... I was shocked. I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was shocked. Maybe because Atlanta um, turned Democrat, right? Like Stacey Abrams was was able to flip that that state, and I was hoping Beto was too. And he did. Like he flipped the the big cities, like the Dallases, the San Antonios, the Houston's, Austin, obviously, like the big cities in Texas. But I feel think what people fail to realize is that. Texas is not just Houston and Dallas and Austin. Like, Texas is a lot of small towns, a lot of sunset towns, a lot of really, like, old boy towns, right? And those people come out in droves to vote, and they voted Hot Wheels back in office. But anyway, I'm not going to go back on that. Hopefully, Beto runs again, and he wins. Every time he runs, I'm going to vote for him, child. Or hopefully a black woman goes for it. Back to the story. Sorry. So back to the story. Hot Wheels says that he wants to ban TikTok in Texas. Here's my thing. There's so much other stuff going on. He said that TikTok is detrimental to children. You know it's detrimental to children? Um, guns and, and killing children in classrooms? Like I, so, okay, so here's the thing with, te- with, with Hot Wheels. He's worried about the wrong thing all the time. When our whole power grid failed and everybody was freezing to death and we had no electricity, no running water, and less than, you know, below freezing temperatures, like, you could have fixed the power grid years ago and you refused to do it. Um, and then these gun laws, like, I get it. I live in Texas. We're going to have guns. I'm not saying abolish the guns, but all I'm saying is let's let's do some checks on people. Not everybody that turns 18 should have a gun. People that turn 18 can't even buy beer. Like, why are we allowing them to buy machine guns? That doesn't make any sense. Like, let's 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 use our common sense here. But he wants to ban TikTok because because why? Anyway. I've had about enough of Hot Wheels and McGee, but I guess we got him for a few more years, child. Anyway, on to the stuff that I actually really wanted, really want to kind of park on because it's fabulous. Uh, the history-making things that happened. The first is LeBron James has officially broken Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's 1984 record and makes history becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer. The crazy thing about LeBron James is like, He's in my age group. I think he's like a, a couple of years older than me. But I remember him playing in high school and the, like those games being on ESPN and being just like wowed by the fact that this kid is just like so amazing. Like 
the, I, he put his, he got his 10,000 hours in very early in life. And he's just like, he, it's greatness personified. Like LeBron James will go down in history books as one of, if not the best players, NBA players of all time. And it's just so dope to be able to watch it in real time, watch it happen in real time. And not just, like, I'm living in history right now and it's so dope. Another thing that was dope is that Beyonce, our H-Town girl, is now the most winningest Grammy artist of all time. Like, she beat out some guy named George Solti. I don't know what George Solti did, but apparently he had a ton of Grammys. But guess what? Our girl Beyonce beat him and she's not even done yet. That's the crazy part. Like she has a lot, a lot to give. And I cannot wait. I'm not even going to say I cannot wait till her concert. I can't wait till a Beyonce residency in Vegas. It's going to come. I might be 55 when it happens, but guess who's going to be there? Me. Because I know that catalog. Ooh, even if she did a residency like with Destiny's Child and Beyonce. So the catalog is going to be strong. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really, I'm not even going to the Beyonce, um, the concert, the Renaissance concert. My girlfriend's got tickets and I gracefully bowed out because frankly, I don't want to stress myself out over paying $1,000 for a Beyonce ticket. I think she is fabulous and the price done went up even more as it should have on her multiple Grammy wins. But I, I'm not paying a grip to go see her. I'm not. Mm -mm. So I'm gonna wait. Um, I'll listen to the to the music in the car, um, and and hope for a residency while I'm still living. Ooh, and maybe Blue Ivy Carter can be at the residency too, child. The possibilities truly are endless. Put the twins in the band. Like, let's go. Let's get it on and pop. Jay Z can have a little cameo in that thing. Like Beyonce and Friends. Bring Solange on. Let me put together a little show for her. Her residency, because that sounds like that sounds super dope. Okay, we have another EGOT winner. Okay, just in case you don't know what an EGOT is, that's an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Essentially, you got the the Thanos rings of the entertainment industry. And Viola Davis, at this year's Grammys, she won, which makes her an EGOT. And I believe Jennifer Hudson's a recent EGOT. Whoopi Goldberg is an EGOT. John Legend is an EGOT. Um, I, I don't know who else is, child, but those are the ones that come to mind. I think the most recent ones in my memory. And it's just like excellence, just pure excellence. Like, can you imagine being good in all of those things? Like most people are good at one thing or a couple things, but no, these people said, I can act, I can sing, I can dance, I can compose, I can write, I can direct. Like all those things, you good at them and good, good at them. Blessings on blessings on blessings. God gave you an extra dosage of creativity. And I hope you're thinking him every single day. Lizzo didn't necessarily break a record, but I think it's so dope. She is the first black woman to, run, to win record of the year since Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. And that song is forever encapsulated in time. And for Lizzo to, to win that award and be the first black woman to, and that was back in 1994. So all these years later, Lizzo won that, that record of the year is so dope. So dope. We love it. We love it. Oh, and then Thames. I, let me not be remiss in saying Thames. Oh my gosh, she's the first Nigerian artist. Is that right? The first Nigerian artist, um, or Afrobeats artist, I should say, to win a Grammy. And that is amazing. I think 
I think with Thames, she's so uber talented and the fact that people rallied around her songs in the TikTok era and then just like skyrocketed her, skyrocketed her up to the top, it's phenomenal. And yeah, shouts out to shouts out to all the winners of the Grammys. I will say though, however, the Grammys was not giving what it was supposed to give. It was giving very much satanic rituals, and I wasn't here for it. Satanic visuals, and I didn't watch the Grammys. All I saw, I don't, I don't watch award shows. They, they bore me to tears. I didn't watch the Grammys, but I will say that from what I saw in the Sam Smith and the Madonna, like it. Y'all can go away from me with that. I don't even like to pretend about satanic stuff. Like, that's not what it is. And so I, didn't, I wasn't feeling that, but I was here for all of the history-breaking moments. And yeah, shouts out to all of them. And now it is my favorite time, favorite time of the podcast. Time for your advice letters and story times. So let's get into it. Oh, before we get into it, please be sure to send your story times and your advice letters to the email info at heyfriendspod.com, and I will read it on our illustrious show. So this advice letter letter says, hey, good journey. Hey, girl or guy. I don't know. Oh, no, it's a girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) You talked about a recent date you had and it made me curious. What do you usually discuss on first dates? I'm fairly new to the dating scene. I've been on a couple first dates before, but most of the time I'm in a long term committed relationship. So I haven't really had many opportunities to explore it. I'm 29 and having a very casual meetup at a pub for a drink with a guy I met through Bumble. We've spoken already, we've we've already spoken a lot of our texts and worried we might run out of things to talk about already. Please help. Oh, cute. Uh, Happy to help. I will say this seems like an innocuous enough question, but it's far more intricate and delicate. And I'm glad that this writer wrote in because I, I don't have all the answers, but when I go on dates, not that I go on a lot of them, child, let's be clear. But when I do go on dates, I just like to get to know people. Like the way that you get to know people is by asking questions. But you don't want to interrogate somebody. So if you, if you find something that you're interested in, so like say, you know, hey, where are you from? Oh, I lived in France, but I moved to New York when I was 12 and I lived there for a couple of years and our family moved. Like, like when those kinds of things happen, you can kind of dig in and be like, okay, so what was your favorite part in New York? Or what was your favorite part of, of, of France when you lived there? Or have you been back there recently? Like, you're just on, I, w- I don't even want to call it a fact-finding mission. Like, you're really just trying to understand if this is a person you want to continue talking to. That's it. Like, take take the expectation out of it. Like, oh, this could be my next husband. I, might, I have to do it right. Because you'll mess it up every single time. And... I'm talking to myself like two years ago and every date that I went, I was like, this could be it. This could be my person. And just like fumbling over my words and just like putting way too much stress on a singular encounter with somebody that you don't even know anything about them. So let's eliminate the not knowing anything about them and get to know somebody, like get to truly know somebody and not, not get to know somebody in terms of the list that you've created of your 
your mate that you're hoping that they fill all these check boxes. We're not talking about that. That is recipe for disaster. Like, yes, have your checklist and all of that. But what you're really trying to understand is, is this person, do they have the same values that I do? Do they care about the same things that I do? And if, if they don't care about the same things that I do, what is it that they do care about? What kind of shows do they like? Are they readers? Are they vegetarian? Like, talk about getting to know each other. And then once you feel like you've exhausted that well, depending on how well the date is going, it might be hours long. We never know. Once you've exhausted that well, then you could just look around your scenery, like where you're at, and then just kind of strike up a conversation there. Like, not to say like roast people, but a little bit roast people. It's it in, in a nice, loving way, of course. Like if somebody has ugly shoes, be like, oh, those shoes would be so dope. And then just see what they say and be like, ah, you're just like, you're just saying stuff to like, impress me those shoes are hideous like you know what I'm talking about like just just be be yourself you seem based on this really short letter that you wrote that you're an inquisitive person you're asking questions so you're halfway there just be yourself ask questions get to in in the hopes of getting to know somebody and that's it like try and take the the check marks uh and the checking boxes out of the equation as best you can hope that helps um, oh yeah, <laughs> as promised, we're going to talk through a story time because I just went on this date, child. <sighs> and I don't want all my story times to be about dates, but in this part of my life, that is what is happening. So that's the story time I have for you right now. All right. So here's what happened. I am on the dating app. I'm not going to tell you which one I'm on but I'm on a dating app, just a singular one, because ain't nobody had time to keep swiping all day long. I've got like stuff I have to do. I have responsibilities. So I'm on this one dating app. I'm talking to this person. We've been on a couple dates and today was date number three. And date number three was date number three. He texts me like, I don't know, a couple, couple nights ago. He's like, hey, are you up? Which if you're texting me past 8.30, that's the first question that you should absolutely ask me. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm up. So he calls me and he's like, hey, so, I mean, what are you doing this weekend? And when I tell you guys this weekend I have so many plans, I'll be outside, outside. So I was like, oh, I'm kind of going to be kind of busy. I've got a couple birthday parties. It's Super Bowl weekend. Like, there, there, there's, there's stuff going on. There's stuff going on, right? And he's like, okay, so, I mean, are you too busy for me? And I, in my back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, kind of. But what I said was, no, I'm not too busy for you. Did you have something in mind? Like, did you want to meet up? He's like, yeah, I'd like to meet up. What about on Thursday? Like, are you busy Thursday? And in my mind, I'm like, Thursday's hair washing day and podcast day. So, I mean, my evening is kind of spoken for. But in an effort to be outside, like I said, that's my resolution for 2023. In an effort to be outside and just an effort to be, like, meeting people and not blocking my blessings should they be arriving. Because as we already said, God is not going to drop my husband at my front door. I have to leave my house to go find him. I'm certain. I was like, okay, I can make Thursday work. And again, that's why we're a little late on this recording and probably why I'm rambling on and on and on because I'm tired. It's 10 p.m. It's way past my bedtime. Anyway, come up on Thursday. He's like, so what do you want to do? And I'm just like, oh my God, like I have to do everything. I got to plan everything. Fine. Um, he's like, do you know how to play pool? I was like, no. He's like, do you know how to play bowling or do you know how to bowl? It's <laughs> like, I mean, no, but I've been bowling and my nails aren't that long so I can do the bowling without breaking a nail. I was like, yeah, let's go bowling. So he's like, okay, can you set it up? 
What? Yeah, can you set it? Can you make the reservation? Me? Like, sure, I can make the reservation. So we make the reservation to Bullmore Lanes. It's in Memori Memorial City in Houston. Memorial City is like an, an outdoor shopping center that has like shops and movies and restaurants. And it's a, it's a lovely place. It's beautiful. About 25 minutes or so from my house. Anyway, I make the reservation at Bullmore at 9 p.m. because I'm on my egg freezing journey, right? So I can't, I have to take my shots at the same exact time every single day or else the whole thing doesn't work. So I like to take my shots and not have to worry about it and I have to stress about it. And so I set it for nine o'clock. So he calls me this morning. So all of that happened like on a Tuesday, I think. And then he calls me this morning. He's like, hey, I just noticed that the, um, oh, and then I sent him a text. I was like, reservation here, nine o'clock, whatever. And then he calls me this morning. He's like, um, so is there a reason why the reservation's so late? And listen, I've known this person for all of a week and a half. I'm absolutely not going to tell him that I'm freezing my eggs. Like, I'll tell you guys because you're like on the other end of this camera and I'm not really looking at you face to face. We don't have like a very, um, a relationship like that, right? But not with somebody that I just met. So I didn't tell him. I was just like, yeah, I've got some thing I have to do at 8.30, but I'm, I can try and get out of it or whatever. Um, turns out I didn't have to take my shot at 8.30, so it worked out. So... Um, I changed the time to 7.15, 7.15 for an hour. So we go to the bowling place. I get there at seven. He's late, like late, late. Um, because we agreed we'd get there at seven just so that we can like relax and just chill or whatever. I get there at seven. He's not there. I call him. I was like, where you at? He's like, I'm parking. I was like, okay, that's fine. He's like, I'm parking, but go ahead and go sign in, like sign in. <laughs> what he doesn't understand is that when you sign in, you have to pay for it. So I signed in. I paid, it was $51.25 that I paid to go bowling for an hour. I'm already upset because you invited me for a date. Why am I now paying for it? We're going to sidebar that piece, okay? So we get there and I guess it was like, because it was seven o'clock, apparently on Thursdays at seven o'clock, all the children, all the children from Houston are bowling. There was at least 45 kids all under the age of 10, and all boys. I wonder if they had like a party, like a class party or like a Boy Scouts thing, but it was children everywhere. And when you're on a date, seeing children, that like, I didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese. I went to Bullmore because Bullmore is like a place where you bowl, you have food, you have drinks. Like there's, it's a lot going on. It's not a children's place. I would have gone to the children's place if I wanted to see children. It's seven o'clock on a Thursday. Why are you guys not in bed? Why are you not reading stories? Why are you not doing homework? I have questions. I'm looking at your moms sideways. Anyway, we're at the bowling place. I'm bowling up a storm. I have never bowled this good in my life. Maybe because I had to pay for my own doggone date. But I was like, well, I guess if I'm going to pay for it, I'm going to get all my money's, all my little money's worth. I bought like a 110. I, that's probably not good for most people. But for me, who's like Miss Gutterball, that was fantastic. I got two strikes. So put some respect on my name. Anyway, we're at the date. He comes finally. We're bowling, whatever. I kind of skipped ahead. He never once asked oh, did you pay for this? Let me give you money back. He never once asked. And I didn't say, I'm such a wallflower, introvert, passive aggressive person that I, I 
didn't say anything. I would never say anything. I'm just going to pay it and just like stew about it. But I was passive aggressive. I had the receipt and I was chewing gum and I pulled the receipt. I looked at it and he saw me looking at it. I looked at it and I put my gum in it and I threw it away. So that was just a little nod to, I know what you did and I don't like it. I, you invited me here. Why am I paying for this date? Okay. So then uh, we bowled and there was like 30 minutes left and I was like, okay, I bowled. I, I came to the place. I did the thing. I'm done now. Like, I don't want to keep bowling. I was like, well, let's walk around. So we're in like Memorial City Mall, not Memorial City Mall, but Memorial area. Ciao. And we're walking around from place to place, just kind of seeing the sights. It was a beautiful night tonight. Like the, the weather was chef's kiss. Gorgeous. So we're walking around and he becomes very like touchy feely. And I'm not in that space with him. And it got to a point where he was just like too much of that. And it completely turned me off because one, who said, I beg hands off my guy. Like it was, it was too much. I'm, I'm okay with PDA if I really, really like a person, but I didn't really, really like him like that. Honestly, I didn't. And then I had to pay for my date, which made me a little bit salty. So I feel like that was third date done. Like I, I'm not going to keep seeing this person. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not interested. I just, I can see where this is heading and I don't like that direction. So I'm done. Anyway, that's my story time for the day. It was a, a, a rambling mess, but we got through it. Um, so, I mean, headlines, went on a date on a Thursday, which is fine. Paid for the date myself, which was not fine. Was, it, it, consent wasn't all the way there, which was absolutely not fine. And um, I was not reimbursed for my troubles. So there's that. Anyway. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know I enjoyed sitting here talking with you guys and I cannot wait until these lights come off, this mic goes off and I'm able to wash my face and lay in my bed and watch a little bit of Netflix before I go to sleep. Ooh, it's gonna be delicious. I cannot wait. But I love absolutely being here with you guys. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing and sharing with your friends and commenting. I see it all and I thank you so, so much. So please, if you have any advice um, that you want to send in or if you have a story time you want to share, please do send it to the email info at heyfriendspod.com. You can follow the pod on all socials, heyfriendspod1. And you can follow me, your illustrious host, Good Journey, on all socials at Good Journey, two E's, no Y. And until next week, Goodbye. Hey friends, let's keep the conversation going. Join the party on all socials, TikTok, IG, and YouTube at HeyFriendsPod1. And you can follow my personal page at Good Journey. Two E's, no Y. See y'all in the comment section. Bye.